This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hello and welcome to our Squiz the Election series, your shortcut to the 2022 federal election. Well, that was one for the ages. The 2022 federal election has been run and all but won by Labor. There's still some way to go to lock things down, but let's take a look at where things are landing for the major and minor parties and the independents and what happens next. I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. Well, Claire, that was a fast and furious Saturday night. There is so much going on as the dust settles, so let's start to unpack it. We're going to tackle this by taking a look at where the parties and the independents landed. And the first thing to say, though, is that there are about 14 seats in doubt, so the numbers aren't final. But there is quite a bit that we do know about the results. And one thing is for sure, the coalition has lost. So let's start there. Yeah, radio. Uh, so <laughs> remember the coalition went in with 76 seats. It looks like they could end up with 56 seats. Uh, 51 of those are all but certain, but five are in the in-doubt pile. If that's the case, it's a net loss of 20 seats for the coalition, which means that given they were right on the line to hold majority government, Scott Morrison's team were well and truly defeated. We'll get into what the experts are saying about the trends that drove that that defeat. But let's just stay with the results for now. Claire, as we talked about at length during this series, the coalition is made up of two parties. So let's break it down into how each of them fared. The Nationals held on to their seats by the look of things. There's one seat in doubt on the far north coast of New South Wales. That's the seat of Cowper, which is based around Coffs Harbour. But they look like they're going to hang on to their 15 seats, including hanging on to their seats in Queensland. And that's where they had a more than 5% swing against the coalition as a total. And if we break down the Liberal Party? It's on track to lose 20 seats. 12 of those go to the Labor Party. Uh, two go to the Greens and six to the Teal Independents. That would see it land on 41 seats, down from the 61 seats they went into the election with. So just to repeat, the Coalition, the Libs and the Nats combined, could end up with 56 seats after a 5.9% swing against them on primary support. And while Labor hasn't got a majority just yet, they are on track for 79 seats. And that's why Morrison conceded defeat on Saturday night, because while there's still a lot of counting to do, particularly all those postal votes, uh, there's a lot of undecided seats to be confirmed too. Uh, Even if Anthony Albanese's Labor Party doesn't get a majority, he's really the only one of the two who could put together a minority government with 56 seats uh, when you need 70 six votes to get anything done. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to happen for the coalition. Nope. And if we take a closer look at Labor, it had a good night in that it won seats and government, but it wasn't completely rosy. 
No, it's on track to lose two seats, Fowler to an independent who used to be a Liberal, uh, and in Griffith in Brisbane to the Greens. Uh, And looking at that national result, Labor also had a swing against them, albeit a much smaller one than the Coalition. It lost half a percent on its 2019 primary result. But when you dig into the swing, it got them where it counted, and that's in Western Australia. Labor had a 7.5% swing towards them, with the Coalition recording a 10.8%. Eight swing against them. Yeah, ouch. And mm. that's just one example of where they really had to make up ground and they did that where it counted. Just on WA, the Liberals lost half of their seats there. They had 10, they keep five, four have gone to Labor and one to a Teal independent Kate Cheney. Uh, the former Liberal member Celia Hammond there had a 13% swing against her, which is huge. Yeah, it really is. All right, let's wrap up the major party results in a bit of a summary. The Coalition has lost 20 seats. Labor looks like it's picking up 10 to form government. Both parties had swings against them with the Greens and Independents and the minor parties picking up support. And that's what we're going to get into now. We'll start with one of the biggest stories coming out of the election, and that is, of course, the performance of the independents, who were backed by Climate 200 and millionaire Simon Holmes Accord and other donors. Claire, the Teals, as they're called, will go into the next parliament with eight seats. Yeah, so that's up from two seats in the last parliament. Zali Stegall in Warringah and Helen Haynes in Indi are back and both have increased their majorities. And then there's the six who won seats from the Liberals. So that's in New South Wales, Allegra Spender in Wentworth, Dr Sophie Scamps in McKellar, Kylie Tink in North Sydney, in Victoria it's Zoe Daniel in Goldstein and probably Dr Monique Ryan in Kooyong. And in Western Australia, as we said, that's Cheney and Curtin and we just mentioned her before. There's some big names in there who have been defeated or are likely to lose. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg is one. He hasn't conceded defeat just yet, but he has acknowledged it will be hard to win. That's right. And it's a big thing that's happened there. Uh, In fact, this block of women who don't belong to a party, but they have the same backers and they have the same outlook on things like climate change and an integrity commission for the federal arena. They've knocked over some big liberal names and in some seats that not so long ago were blue ribbon winners for the coalition. Because of the result, hung parliament is off the table, so we won't see any of the negotiations we might have, which means we won't find out more about the policy platforms of the independents until parliament reconvenes and they have to vote on legislation. And in the election campaign, the coalition always said that the Teals would likely line up with Labor. Uh, They can still do that, but it's unlikely Labor will actually require their support to form government. So that changes the dynamic quite a bit. Claire, the Greens also had a successful election. They're on track to win four seats after their primary vote reached 12%. Yeah, that was up from 10% last time and it increases their representation from one, who was the party leader, Adam Bant. Mm. He was the only Greens MP in the House of Representatives. But they're on track to win three seats uh, in the Queensland capital. Those are the seats of Griffith, Ryan and Brisbane. One of those was a Labor seat and two were from the Liberal National Party. No wonder Bent yesterday called the state Greens land. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. He and the Greens had an extraordinary result there. What about the other two parties we talked a lot about in this election, One Nation and the United Australia Party? 
So neither won a seat uh, and it's still a bit early to really fully understand the impact of their preferences and whether that helped or hindered the Labor Party path to victory. But looking at the national totals, both parties had more support than last time. So One Nation, its vote was up almost 2% to almost 5% and the United Australia Party had an increase of almost 1% to 4.25%. So look, while they weren't successful in turning that support into seats, it is worth noting that almost 10% of voters picked candidates from those parties to be their first choice on the ballot papers. Yeah, indeed. And to round it all out, Daly looks like she'll be successful in that southwestern seat of Fowler. She's on track to beat former New South Wales Premier Christina Keneally uh, and other small party MPs, Bob Catter and Rebecca Sharkey, were also returned. So that makes the crossbench 16 strong. That is a lot of crossbenchers when the major parties have been used to dealing with only six or so in the House of Reps. So, Claire, there is a lot going on there. What are the things that really stand out to you? Well, obviously that swing towards the Teals. Mm. Uh, To put it in perspective, there have been 14 independent MPs in the federal parliament in the last 30 years, Uh, and this election nine look like they've been successful, seven of those for the first time. So that's quite a big thing that's happened this election. Um, There will be a lot said in the coming days about what it means, but they ran in incredibly strong local campaigns against Liberal MPs uh, and there's a sense that they filled a gap that the coalition wasn't feeling on issues like climate change and integrity. That's a huge thing and it's seen a shift in support from voters in those electorates. Many were safe Liberal seats so that's a big thing. It will lead to some soul searching really on behalf of the Liberals. Yeah, it sure will and with Morrison leaving as leader, he's resigned. Uh, We'll see who becomes the opposition leader and what direction they will take the party in. There's some way to go to sort that out because Josh Frydenberg, who was probably next in line, he's probably gone which leaves Mm. Peter Dutton and Angus Taylor as the front runners. Both of them are on the right conservative wing of the Liberal Party. And given the party's moderate voters belted them, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how the party responds. Yeah, it sure will. As for Labor, incoming PM Anthony Albanese is right into it. He's off to Tokyo for the Quad Leaders Meeting. That's the strategic grouping of Australia, Japan, India and the US. Yep, let's see if he gets some high fives from that group of leaders. He's joining the club. Uh, An amazing Mm -hmm. thing to do within 48 hours of becoming Prime Minister. Uh, But there's some big issues for Labor to ponder as well. It's likely to form government with the lowest primary vote that's ever been seen. And that's something for them to work on in the next term of government. But at the end of the day, winners are grinners, Claire. As for the Senate, there is a long way to go to count those ballot papers. So in a few days, we'll have first impressions and then it's going to take a bit more time to actually settle it. So stay tuned for that. All right, that's a whip around of what we know from Saturday night. There is still some way to go and the numbers will jump around. So we will see how it pans out. Claire, Albanese will be sworn in before he goes to Tokyo. So will incoming Deputy PM Richard Miles, Foreign Minister Penny Wong and the Economic Ministers, including Treasurer Jim Chalmers. Yep. 
and then there's a meeting with the Labor caucus to confirm their full front bench. Uh, as for the coalition, we'll learn in the days ahead when and how they're going to pick their new leader and their new front bench. Stay tuned. All right, that is it for our Squids at the Election series. It's been an absolute blast. We've really enjoyed going through it all with you and we hope that it helped when it came time to vote. Guess I'll see you in about three years, Claire. Yeah, see you then. I can't wait. 